welcome to the seance room where we connect with our dearly departed family members and friends and the occasional office ghost so in today's episode i get a whole bunch of questions so i'm just gonna talk about me without sounding egotistical uh yeah so um one of the questions that was asked was how old were you when you were able to see ghosts how old was i okay so i'm I'm going to take a wild guess because there are certain things I don't remember from my childhood. Um, I would start... I started seeing them more frequent when I had turned 16. Now, before that, um, occasionally I would hear something, like somebody call my name, um, and i turn around and nobody was there. I used to get that a lot. Um, but seeing them, I was about 16? Between 15 and 17 is when I actually would see them. Another question was, um, how do you handle uh, the ghosts in your home? Well... I grew up um, in an environment where there was a lot of activity. Um, You would hear things move in my parents' house. And, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. There would be um, footsteps. You'd hear uh, things just open and close. You know, your normal stuff. Well, normal for us, not normal for the normal people. But then again, what is normal? (laughs) Anyways, um, but my parents' house is easy to deal with. Mm, Excuse me, I yawned. Um, When I lived in my first uh, apartment, that was interesting. Because um, it was easy to, to deal with them. But um, for the non-believer that lived with me, yeah, that was difficult for them. Because it would be a constant phone call. Denise, there's something moving in the kitchen. Denise, there's something moving in the closet. Denise, this, Denise, that. And... One, it'd get annoying real quick. And two, it would just freak this person out. To me, it's funny. It's hilarious. And I I would be sitting in in the living room and they, you know, like there's something in here. You know, pop moved and this moved, that moved. And I go, well, ask them. What do you want me to do about it? And that would be my answer. I was like, what do you want me to do? They're trying to get a hold of you, not me. They would have been over here, you know, trying to get my attention, but apparently they're getting your attention. Um, 
we there was in that apartment there was a lot of um, banging on the closet doors and a lot of um, pots and pans moving and falling in the kitchen now a lot of you're gonna be like Denise you just probably put it too close to the edge and the pan slash pot fell well let me tell you I had uh, one of those racks you know, shelv shelving racks and the pots and pants were always on the second level the second tier from the top excuse me yawned again and they were in the middle so for the only way those pots and pans could move or could fall is if that whole rack system was being shook okay so again pots and pans second level middle um somebody would have to literally physically shake that thing till the pots can move and one day um i was in the living room and person that was living with me was in the kitchen and they um had something fall and they of course freaked out and they became this, this scary cat <clears throat> um there was a lot of uh stuff that would go on in with his closet the the sliding doors um, would um, vibrate and would move and again this is an older apartment complex so everything um, you know it was like cinder block walls and you know things that would make it very difficult to shake and make things vibrate. The second um, location uh, was again the demon house. I talked about that one yesterday, but somehow, some way, it got uploaded today. Thank you, Anchor, for some delaying my upload. Um, the third was an apartment and um, <clears throat> that's excuse me for some reason I'm getting very 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 sleepy that one that one was um, interesting that's the, the place that had the it sounded like um, keys somebody was trying to open the door and there was nobody on the other side um, my dogs Beastmaster and Demon Dog would be barking at the door or they would go sit by the door as if somebody was on the other side trying to come in and I would look and there was nobody there but they would be sitting there no matter what so that one um, the ceiling flan, flan 
ceiling fan would um, turn on. And that one had a switch where you had to move up and down. It's like a dimmer switch to, you know, like to turn it on. You moved it up a notch to, you know, to make it spin, to go, uh, to make it go, um, slow, medium, and fast. So, um, but you had to physically move the switch up and down. That was for the ceiling fan. All the other switches, um, you had to push it, push the top, push the bottom to turn it on and off. And there was one night that I was asleep in the bedroom and all the lights were, um, were off and I had the bedroom door open and Demon Dog and Beastmaster were in the cage, the big crate big cage that I have for them because that's where they would sleep at night because <clears throat> demon dog likes to destroy everything and was in bed trying to sleep and then all you hear is the click and the living room light slash dining room light turned on and it was it had to be after midnight because yeah it was after midnight the light turned on so I get off I get up and go and turn it off and um, you would hear if you would be asleep in the living room um, or take a nap in the living room you'd hear somebody walking in the living room but you know like they're walking in slippers and they're dragging their feet across the floor you would hear that. Um, one time I had woken up to do my makeup, you know, like to get ready for work. I did my makeup and I walked into the kitchen and all the cupboard doors were open. So I go and I close them all right and I go back, finish getting ready. And then I walk back into the kitchen to, to get my stuff and all the cupboard doors were open. So for me, I would typically tell them, you know what? I don't got time for this. Um don't touch anything if you got a message you know you know the routine but um they would like to to fuck around with the blinds they would um move the blinds and that would get demon dog and and, and beastmaster crazy they drive them fucking crazy to the point where i literally would threaten whoever was there is like don't make me get don't make me call them. Don't make me. Don't make me get my grandpa. And things would stop. Now, the that's the third apartment. The fourth apartment um, is a bit interesting. Um, Beastmaster has never ever crawled under the bed she's not the type of dog that will crawl under the bed but for some apparent fucking reason 
when I moved into this apartment, she will not get on top of the bed. I mean, like, she's my ESA dog, so she is my therapeutic dog. Um, she used to be on her A game um, when I was having my episodes. If I was going up or as if I was coming down or if I was starting an episode, she'd be right on it. She'd be like, bam, 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 quick. You know, like, she where I was, like, my other apartment, she would sleep on the bed with me no matter what. Here, she does the opposite. She sleeps under the bed. Um, and you can't get her from out of, under the bed. There's, like, no way you can get her out. Um, so I'm assuming that there's something here that is somewhat scaring her. She likes to hide under the bed or she'll hide in the bathroom, which is weird. Demon Dog, he likes to bark at the corner of my bedroom. So if I'm laying in bed, it'll be the right side of my bed up in the corner. He'll sit there and he'll bark. He'll jump on the bed and look at the corner and bark. And one night, I was uh, asleep and he started barking. He he was in bed and so was Beastmaster. And, you know, we were all sleeping in bed and he started to bark. Like, I mean, to the point where he jumped over me and his hair stood straight up and he started barking in the corner. And of course, it was getting annoying. It was frustrating and it was irritating me. So I was like, whatever is here you are in my space get the fuck out and don't come and I said it so fucking pissed like I was pissed I was angry I was like full of rage and he stopped barking he jumped over me and he crawled under the blankets and then he went to sleep um, so everywhere I've lived, I've had some type of activity and it doesn't bother me at all. Like it doesn't phase me. Um, because most of the time I can tell by the energy. Um, sometimes, you know, it's. It's questionable, so when it's questionable energy, I just, you know, like, call my grandfather and have him come and stand next to me. Um, but, yeah. So, it doesn't answer the question, I rambled on. It doesn't bother me, it doesn't phase me. Like I said, I grew up with it, so it is what it is. Uh, I'm not going to talk about religion, if you actually want to know what what religion I practice, um, you can send me uh, a message on the the uh, podcast page. What the paranormal on Twitter? What the paranormal Facebook? You know, you know the connections. So if you want to know about my religion, then by all means, 
hit me up that way but I'm not going to discuss it because a lot of people will you know get pissed off and shit like that so I'm not gonna do it um next question is does everybody in your family interact with ghosts um the answer to that is yes um everybody in my family has at one point in our existence interacted with ghosts i have a sister who does um tarot card readings i think she does tarot card readings she does cory shell readings um she does cleansings so and then um we all have spirit guides um i believe i believe i may be wrong my sister has a male spirit guide my brother has a little girl spirit guide i have a slave um i do not know what my other sister my nieces have because we really don't talk about it much but i know one of them has a male my brother has a little girl and then i have a a, a slave a black slave um he's about 300 years old give or take my parents also um a lot of this stuff we get from our parents or from my parents and then from their families so it kind of like it just goes with the family and we've noticed that it is more predominant in my siblings and then it kind of like skips so yeah and then um next question yeah okay next question is have you been to a haunted cemetery and the answer is yes i've been to a couple cemeteries and i've done a couple um evps at a lot of cemeteries i've done one at the cemetery um i talked about it in my san diego um episode i've been to that one and yes you you see things and you hear things um i've done one in idaho um which i should have mentioned when i did the old penitentiary episode but i didn't i did one there and then um i did a couple I did one at Rose Hills. I did one in East Los Angeles. Um, I did one in LA called the Evergreen. I went with my my friend Sue. Um, uh, We didn't do any EVPs, but I got picked up a lot of things. That's where the Van Owens, Van the Lancashims and you know the founding people of Los Angeles per se the rich people were buried um the Van Buren's so yeah the people with streets named after them that's who's buried there let's see I've done a couple other old cemeteries I've, I hit a couple in Riverside um 
there was this one cemetery in Idaho that I did that was um, supposedly old Native American. Um, it, you know, was it was not kept. It was like at the basis of these hills, and it was not kept up. It was not um, maintained. It was just falling apart. And me, being me, I, you know, got out of the, the, the car and it was at night and I sat, you know, on the outside of the cemetery. And um, as I was sitting there, I closed my eyes, had my recorder on, and I was like, all right, anybody here who would like to talk, please make your presence known. And Idaho's not known for quakes, so I'm sitting there and the ground is vibrating. And I'm like, shit, I'm way out in the boondocks and we're having a quake. And um, you could hear it on the recorder where I go, shit, quake. And you hear me move. So... After the vibration stopped, I went back, I sat down, and I was like, all right, if you're here and you want to talk, by all means, please talk into this device I have in front of me. I mean you no harm. I'm just a curious person. So, um, we, uh, or me. You know, sat there for a couple minutes, and then I got up and I walked around. It's still, you know, with the recorder, and I would always mention on the recorder, I'm walking around, I'm moving. So if somebody was listening to it, they would know that I was the one moving and it wasn't something different. So I walked toward the entrance of the cemetery, and I stood there, and I put my hand through the the gate which I shouldn't have but I did and as soon as I did that I heard a horse now this cemetery is again it's falling apart I still respect it because it still has a no trespassing sign and um, it's like leads up to a hill so I put my hand through it and you could hear a horse in the background and then you hear these uh, Indian cries but you can faint like they were like distant but then you know I'm like all right cool whatever you know I'm done it's getting late you know my buddy's gonna be you know curious as to one I don't live in Idaho so I don't know where the fuck I'm going and two I don't want to get back to his place you know too late and him be like you got home at three o'clock in the morning I didn't want to go through that so I went back, woke up the next morning, and we listened to the recording. And you hear me say quake, and you hear what sounded like a stampede. Like horses running by. And then um, you hear little things, you hear little, you hear the uh, native tribe members talking which you couldn't hear but you couldn't hear it 
Um, but you could hear it on the playback. And then um, as soon as I got to the gate, I said, I go, I'm putting my hand through the gate because it was kind of tight. So I hit the sides and I go, my hand's going through the gate. That's what you're hearing. And as I put it through the gate, you hear a horse neigh. You hear an Indian speak. And then you hear the horse ride off. And my friend um, was like, what the hell? Yeah, so I was like, okay, whatever. You know, like, okay. He was more surprised than I was. Um, next question. Favorite location to investigate? Um, I've investigated the Hotel Del Coronado with Sue and Oscar. Um, we caught an image on the recorder. We left a video recording and um, of somebody walking next to Oscar and pushing his head down and he woke up the next morning and said, yeah, somebody was pushing on pushing me down. So we got that. And then um, on the recorder in the inside of the room, we hear something being dragged across the floor and we hear um, like people running or screaming um, and uh, fire engines and then oh so me and Sue were sharing a bed and I believe we caught a growl in the room which we didn't hear but the recorder picked it up so yeah um, another location that I do want to investigate would have to be Waverly House, Waverly Insane Asylum in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. That's one place I, w I would love to go. Um, I'd love to go to Gettysburg. I have a friend who lives in Virginia who does the Civil War dress-up bullshit. And yeah, he listens to the episodes and he's going to be like, why is it bullshit? But yeah, the whole get up where you got to wear the wool outfit and all that shit. Yeah, that's too much for me. That's too much. Um, so I would love to investigate that. Um, they say that's super active. So I'm kind of wondering what I'd pick up from there. Uh, let's see. I do want to go back to the Luxor, Excalibur, and Valleys. Because I've had um, encounters of the paranormal in those hotels when I stayed in Vegas. So I'd, I would love to go back and, and do an investigation. And hopefully I can get... Um, an old acquaintance of mine who lives in Vegas and maybe my, you know, a couple friends to do uh, an investigation. Um, but we'll see. That's somewhere down the line. Um, let me see another question. Another question. Another question. 
Okay, here's another one. Um, do you think that spirits attach to themselves to the weak? Um, I'm going to say yes because they feed off of energy and those that are not in a good mindset um, are easier for them to latch on. Um, I've had a few encounters where uh, in my depression, in my dark state of mind, I've had some encounters where um, not a possession, but more of a dark thoughts were that weren't mine um, were manifesting. So I do, I do believe that people that suffer from some type of mental illness, um, that they are easier to um, manipulate and easier to um, kind of take over in my opinion uh next question next question dun 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 that's my interpretation of the jeopardy song um okay this one is kind of like it's it's not really a paranormal question but I thought it was kind of interesting it says if you could bring back any um, historic figure any uh, musician or actor who would you be who would you bring back and why so I would most definitely bring back Janis Joplin Freddie Mercury and hmm, and my favorite Mexican wrestler La Parca uh -huh. um, and I would invite them all to dinner and I would you know pick out their brains and see what they uh, what they um, what they think and what they would do uh, oh, here's one for my, my buddy. Who's your favorite Mexican wrestler and why? And why do you prefer Mexican wrestling over American wrestling? Gee, let's see. Um, I can never get into American wrestling for some reason. Like the WWE, AEW, or WCW, or... Whatever independent circuit plus the WWE, I could just never get into it. I mean, I have my favorite wrestlers, Mr. Jabroni, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Undertaker will be my all-time favorite wrestlers. But for some reason, their matches just don't look and feel real to me. Yes, I know they are getting hurt yeah i know some of them you know tore this tore that i get it but just to me those don't feel like real matches they feel more staged in a way 
And yeah, all wrestling is staged to a degree. And I'm probably going to get heat for this, but I don't care. Um, but to me, the WWE's wrestling is, it feels staged. Um, now, I like AAA. AAA. Um, they are predominantly um, known. They're like one of the two heavyweights in the Mexican wrestling because it's triple A, triple A, and then it's a CMLL. Um, this is the Consejo Mundial de la Lucha Libre. It's, you know, the commission um, of wrestling. And it kind of loses the translation in English. But I love saying it. Like, <laughs> it just, never mind. So those two are the predominant wrestling um, heavyweights. So you have a lot of wrestlers that will either switch between each um, organization. But I grew up watching more of the AAA and a little bit of the CMLL. But like I said, to me, Mexican wrestling... I don't know why it is. It just seems that it's more no-holds-bar wrestling. It's like you're going to put somebody's head in between a folding chair and you're just going to go to town. And you're going to take a chair, you're going to take a ladder, and you're going to beat them to the bloody pulp where they're literally freaking bleeding and their masks are all torn and you can see the bleeding. I mean, you've had wrestlers who passed away in the ring silver king um brother to dr wagner son of dr wagner um dr wagner jr was silver king's brother he died in london in the ring and then you have el hijo del perro guayo jr um he also got a kick from Mysterio, Rey Mysterio, and something within the neck um, had happened to him in a during the match that the kick just did it. Um, there is a, there's a lot of wrestlers who always say their little prayers when they go to a match um, because they know that at any given moment they probably will not come back from a match I just find Mexican wrestling um, more entertaining um, I have my favorites of course La Parca who passed away in January he um, was probably 30-40 years in, in the business and uh, he did a dive between the second and the third rope or the f well if you go from top to bottom it was between the first and the second rope he went through the middle and the guy on the outside wasn't I guess paying attention or there's a miscalculation and he hit the um, barrier which happened to be I believe cinder block so he fucked up his neck and everything and um, that happened in October of 2019 and in January of this year he passed away 
His brother also passed away, but he was not my favorite. Um, let's see. Another favorite of mine. I mean, like, you have El Hijo del Santos. You have Santos. You know, you have El Santo. And he is... I mean, I watched all his fucking movies. This this wrestler... That's, that's another thing. Mexican wrestlers during the 50s and the 60s and the 70s jumped into the movie business and they did their action movies. You know, you had Santos contra las momias. You had Santos and Blue Demon contra la, um, los vampiros. You had all of these wrestlers you had mean mascaras you had octagon you had atlantis you had all these mexican wrestlers that you know they would take time off from wrestling to go make these movies and that also helped project them to the next level sorry i just i just love mexican wrestling and um let's see super porky was another one that i liked because he was funny um, there's the La Parca, Super Porky. Um, who else? Yeah, would be those, those two. Those three. Oh, and, and Blue Demon. Which was the Blue Demon. Um, in Spanish it would be, his name would be El Demonio Azul. Um, but his ring name is Blue Demon. Um, I named my car after him. I had a white Corolla that I named El Hijo de Santos. And then now I have a blue CHR. And I call him El Demonio Azul. There's a pattern with me naming my cars after wrestlers. So to answer your question, buddy. Um, La Parca is my, my all-time favorite. He is the dude. The bomb. He entertained everybody. Don't get him confused with L.A. Parka. That's a different wrestler. There's two. And then you have all of the sons of La Parka. L.A. Parka. And then you have La Parka. It's La. L.A. as in one word. La. Okay, enough of that. Sorry, I rambled. Once I get on a topic I like, I, I rambled in. You'd figure I'd be rambling about paranormal. Which sometimes I do. But when it comes to Mexican wrestling, fuck it. I, like, watch all the Mexican wrestling on YouTube and Twitch and shit. Fuck it. That's that's what I do. That's how I spend my time. Um, let's see. One more. Because I'm at, like, 40 minutes. Favorite horror movie. Oh... That's a good one. Well, I would. I don't have favorites. I have a lot of them that I like. Um, like I love Halloween. Um, I love the first one. All the rest of them were kind of getting. I don't like the sequels, or the prequels. I like the original, for all the all the all the movies like Nightmare on Elm Street. I love the original one everything else ugh, it was a waste of time um the only movie franchise that i found to annoy the fuck out of me 
was the Friday the 13th franchise. That I could not get into for the life of me. I don't know how hard I just can't get into it. Um, but the Halloween series, um, Long Live Michael Myers, and Friday the 13th, no, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street are the two that I will, that I like, that are up there. The Paranormal Activity movies, yeah, no, those don't do a thing for me. Um, a lot of, uh, horror movies from Thailand and Japan, I love. There, I just love them, and there's a whole genre in on Netflix that you can actually see. So I love those. Um, but yeah, I don't have a favorite. That's why my theme song for my podcast is a little bit of um, Halloween and um, some other dark stuff. But I I like Halloween so much. I love Michael Myers so much that. I kind of asked the creator who composed my um, my theme song because I had it specially made for my podcast um, to give me something with um, like a dub step in it with uh, something similar in feel to Halloween and that's what he gave me in which I really loved. And I got a lot of compliments on my theme song. So, yes. Thank you very much. Um, that is going to be all the questions for today. I'm at 42 minutes. Wow. I talk a lot. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of empty air in between there. <laughs> so, don't forget to like, subscribe, share. Follow us on all our social media, Facebook, YouTube, because we're on YouTube. Well, the audio is on YouTube. I haven't quite got to the point with um, putting a video up. I may do that. I may put a video up, um, but I'm not sure because I make all these retarded faces when I talk and I use my hands a lot so I don't know if people are going to be entertained with that I don't know um let's see yeah follow us on our social media if you have any questions comments concern you want a story on um you want me to read a story or talk about a story with some beautiful colorful commentary that I do like I usually do um shoot me an email to uh, whattheparanormal77 at gmail.com um, I am getting uh, an additional number to where y'all can uh, text stories in um, and that number is for the show I just gotta figure out how to link the number to the show or take a call and be live so I, I gotta figure that out but I have a number I have a uh, a number that I plan on using but it's going to be dedicated for the show only for like for my podcast only so you guys can send messages text messages and stuff like that um, but that's at a later time when I get to that level and I before we leave I want to thank 
all my new subscribers, all the people who have been listening. I mean, I was at 517 um, listeners this morning or downloads. And when I checked it at about 5 o'clock, I was at 538, 39 maybe. So in a short period of time, I, um, I got some more people listening to my podcast and I want to say thank you for that so with that being said let us all join hands and we are now going to close the seance room don't forget to keep it ghosted if you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car, you can be laying on the sofa in bed, where you can edit, um, record, and upload. Um, you can throw in um, soundtracks. You can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user friendly and um, it is free. And I find it really easy to navigate without it being very confusing now most platforms you know before you can even try it out you need to sign up and pick a plan i like anchor because i don't have to go through any of that so i recommend it now if you really want to get into it i recommend you going to your website anchor.fm and you know signing up or you can download anchor.fm from the google store itunes um, and give it a try so don't forget to go to anchor.fm sign up and i'll see you all in podcast community Thank you.